It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. Hello and welcome to another edition of Community Conversations. I'm Cammie Carlisle and today we have Miles Davis, Executive Director of Noise, in the studio with us today. Welcome, Miles. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm really glad to see you. How are things going with you? Things are going well. Life is really busy. Um, Things are things are crazy and get crazier every day, but Um, it's, it's great. It's a great life to live. Good. Yeah. Before we get too much into noise, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Like, are you from Omaha? Where did yeah. you go to school and all that good stuff? Yeah. So I am from Omaha, Nebraska. I was born and raised in North Omaha. Um, I lived on Florence Boulevard till I was about 19 years old. Then I decided to, um, foolishly move out on my own too <laughs> early. Um, that ended me back with my parents. I, I'm one of six children. Ooh. Um, so I have two brothers and three sisters. Oh, good um, for you. And they all live here in Omaha as well. Um, and so I went to Central High School mm-hmm. for high school. And then I went to UNO. Mm-hmm. My my background is actually in music performance. Oh. So I sing a, I sing a little. Okay, uh, play a little, look at you. Play a little piano. Nice. Um, and so that's, that's my uh, school background and family background. Um, I was actually... In school, when I started working for Nancy Williams at No More Empty Pots, um, that that's what my first kind of introduction to nonprofit ah. was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I wasn't a nonprofit exec or doing anything in decision making. I was just an administrative assistant. But there was I learned a lot in that time. I'm sure. I then started working for Katie White's as an administrative assistant as well, and then. Um, you know, after after that, uh, I actually started my own business, and so I started to train myself, and then go and then go into training um, for web development and social media marketing. Ah, okay. That, that started to take over my time. Uh-huh. Um, that started to take over my time. I stopped working for Katie, um, and then I created my LLC, the After LLC. Okay. Um, then I was eventually hired by Noise to uh, redevelop the website and run social media marketing. Uh-huh. Um, and, and we I like to call it digital marketing. And, and, you know, a lot of people say, oh, marketing, you know, you're just selling something. Right. You know, but, you know, journalism and, and our stories are our products. So we want people to see them. We want people to read them. We want people to um, take them in. So we, it's, it's, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I started to um, work and do that with Noise. And that's how I... That's how I started with Noise a few years ago. Wow, that's a great journey. So now you're the guy. You're the executive director. Yep. So can you tell us how Noise came to be? Yeah, so actually a friend of mine, Dewan Hayes, we actually went to high school together, mm-hmm. um, started Noise in 2018. And so Noise was a response from an information ecosystem assessment done by Internews and um, Listening Post Collective. This mm-hmm. was this was funded by the Whites Family Foundation back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be 17. Don't, don't quote me on the date of the <laughs> of the assessment, but the assessment was completed prior to 2018. And so Noise was born based off of that assessment. Um, and some things that were in that assessment were basically um, that North Omaha didn't, North Omaha residents didn't have a news source that they could truly trust. Right. A news source that they frequented enough um, that was based in North Omaha 
um, supportive of North Omaha and um, representative of North Omaha, the ac- accurately representing what is going on there. And so uh, Noise was created in 2018. It was announced at a TED Talk in 2018 by Duan oh. Hayes at Creighton University. And then um, fast forward, I started working with Noise in 2019, redeveloped the website, um, and started to uh, post on social media. So everything you've seen up until recently, we now have a new social media manager. Her name is Lindsay Dunn. She's amazing. Um, up until recently, everything you would see on social media, those were uh, what I like to call my Twitter fingers. <laughs> um, so that that was that was my job for um, most of the time I've been at Noise. Okay, so I have seen some things here and there online. So I feel like you do more than just like put out noise stuff. So you sent out Twitters and uh, is that the right sent out tweets? tweets. Yep, yep. <laughs> sent out tweets and other things. So tell me more about that. So you're not just sending out stories, but you're also alerting the public to events and things like that? Yeah, for sure. So we have a few different mediums and we like to um, call them vehicles. And so really we're, we're just driving this information into people's homes. So whether that's whether it's through Twitter, whether it's through our text alerts, we have a text alert system that we do as well, whether it's through our Instagram. Um, Those are all methods we use to drive people to our stories and make sure that they're read. So definitely a lot of channels. Um, We also, can you repeat part of that question? Um, So that's that's how we kind of, we do tweets, we do Instagram, we do Facebook, Mm -hmm. um, all of those things. Yeah, I was just curious all the different things that you send out to let people know, not just about news stories, but events around town and things like that. Um, One question I wanted to ask you, so when you were in school, did you take any journalism or anything like that? I didn't. I took marketing in high school. I took no journalism. Um, I was in um, honors English um, as well as um, a few literature classes. So Mm -hmm. writing... Um, and especially if you go to Central High School, um, all every eagle will know that writing was a, a <laughs> essential part of the curriculum um, at Central. So we definitely had her, our taste in writing. But no, I have no journalism experience. And, and so that's why I lean on my team a lot and, and a lot on community journalism, sure. um, community journalists, because, you know, they are the ones that can tell their stories the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have some very skilled editors that help us to make sure that the the stories are um, are the most impactful. Um, so, how do you decide on what stories? Like, what what? How do you decide? Like, what gets you know what gets written, what doesn't? How do you all decide? Is it up to the writers? Up to you? To the editors? So we have a few different ways. So we do have a community response page. So you know we do share um, opinion pieces. Um, and so those are kind of up to people that submit stories to us and say, hey, this is what we feel is important to the community. We want to share this story. And so we will we will publish that. We'll, we'll help edit it as well. And then we also really kind of have a few different criteria. Um, is it something that North Omaha residents need to know when it comes to legislature, when it comes to voting, when it comes to um, health um, in all of these different areas, we want to, we want to, that's our first criteria. Does it affect North Omaha residents? Mm-hmm. And then we kind of go a little bit broader and say, does this affect people of color, especially black people in Omaha mm-hmm. and all of Nebraska? And so that's really our criteria is okay. saying, how does this affect those communities? Mm-hmm. And then we also, we also will go through stories and say, is this something that's pertinent 
to something that is actionable. Um, we, we If it's just um, a hot topic story, we won't post it. Sure. If it's something that people can then act upon based mm-hmm. off of the new information that they received, then we definitely want to publish that. Got it. Okay. So have you had any, like, great breaking stories along the way? Have you guys, like, had the scoop on something before anybody else did or anything yeah, we, exciting? So we are um, thankfully uh, brought on by the ACLU um, mm-hmm. to do an embargoed piece um, about the um, Omaha police and the police surveillance. And so this was 2009, or 2020 mm-hmm. that this was happening. And so there's a ton of civil unrest um, yeah. surrounding us, and, and not only in Omaha but in the world. Mm-hmm. And so we were um, brought in early on this investigation into police surveillance. And so we were able to drop, to drop that story um, in conjunction with the ACLU. And so that wow. was amazing. Um, we also did a story with Saint, about St. Francis Ministries and the misconduct um, there. Right. And so we dropped that story as well, the first ones in Omaha to release that story. And so that became an entire um, process. This might I might be jumping into other questions, but that became an entire process of whether we were even allowed into the governor's office. And yeah. so Emily Chen Newton, who was actually our vice president, um, and she was previously our interim um, managing editor, but she is transitioning out of that position, and she is training and our now managing editor, Kitrin Cycle. And so Emily Chen Newton was was ousted from the governor's press briefing really? in 2020. And so when this happened, um, the question became, who is a bona fide journalist? And that, that was a question that was actually um, raised by the governor's office. And so when that became um, an issue, um, lots of people, including the ACLU, including um, many of the news uh, news outlets here in Nebraska, mm-hmm. felt that that was an, a breach of our First Amendment rights. And mm-hmm. so um, we continue to... Um, we continue to make efforts to attend these press briefings, um, and with the support of with support of um, Michaela Cavanaugh, um, with the support of other senators as well, mm-hmm. with the support of other news outlets and um, the ACLU, we were able to. Um, they they created a process for us to sign up, and then we were granted access into the governor's press briefings. Wow! And it took all of that yeah. just to get into probably a press briefing you really didn't want to be at. I'm guessing, but that's incredible. Thank goodness for the ACLU. And I'm so sorry it took so many hoops. That's incredible. So many hoops, and you know, I, I say I call it a blessing in disguise. You know, we want noise to be visible. We sure. want people to know that this resource exists. Mm-hmm. And so, if we have to jump through a few hoops. Um, in order to make sure that it is um, available to North Omaha residents, then we're, we're very happy to do that. That's amazing. So now you can go to the governor's press? Yeah, whenever I want to see Pete, I just, <laughs> just I hop, hop on over. Down. Yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> so have you met resistance anywhere else other than the state capitol? I mean, anywhere else where maybe you've been met with? You know, we we have overwhelming support. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we haven't really met much resistance. Good. You know, we find challenges um, continuously, um, but we we're always we're always uh, met with support. So um, that's definitely what what I would like to say is a blessing. Yeah. Um, because this work is hard, and mm-hmm. so you know there are uphill battles all the time. But yep. we do have an amazing support system here in Omaha. Good. I'm so glad to hear it. So you talked a little bit about your staff. I looked at the website, and it seems like you have a great 
staff. I mean, lots of different people from all walks of life. Do you want to talk about the staff a little bit? And also maybe explain, what did you call it, community... Community journalism. Yes. Can you tell us more about that too? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we do have an amazing staff. Um, one thing we, you know, we created our diversity, our DEI policy mm-hmm. after, um, you know, we hired everyone that's currently a part of our staff. But one of our things that we want to make sure that we are implementing is saying, you know, people... Um, so people... Um, can tell their stories the best. And so if we don't have representation of people from all different walks of life, then we are opening ourselves up for biased news. Mm-hmm. You know, non-biased news is very, um, it's a it's a hard thing yeah. to accomplish. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure it is possible to be completely non-biased. However, when those voices aren't in the room, it's non. there's no possibility of it being non-biased at all. Um it completely take, removes the possibility. So we want to make sure that we are having many faces mm-hmm. and voices and walks of life in the room when we're when we're deciding what news stories we're going to we're publish and what what words we're going to use and how we're going to relay certain information to the public. Um, having all of those perspectives is is important, and that's that's why I think our our stories land in the way that they do. Yeah, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. So the community journalism part. So is that literally what I think it sounds like? That maybe somebody from like me, I'd be like Miles. I got a great story. Exactly. And I could pitch it to you all and then write it, and then what happens? That's exactly um, the process. And so we, you can pitch stories to makeandnoiseomaha.com. Okay. Um, and so we will review those pitches. Um, we also do pay community oh. journalists to, right to write on. for us as well. Um, and so that's exactly the process. Um, it's it's pretty simple. Kitchen Zykel is the one who spearheads that that. Um, connection between community journalists and noise. Um, and then we also are starting to um, offer training um, here in the near future um, for community journalists because oh. we know there's a lot of skills that are, are um, needed in order for us to carry out this work successfully. Right. And so we'll be doing trainings in traditional journalism. Oh. Um, we'll also be doing training in audio, visual, um, um, social media, um, as well as web development and web management as well. Wow, that's and cool. So can anybody go to that? Anyone can sign up. Um, we, we will be putting more information out about this soon, about okay. the process for signing up. Um, but this will be open to the public, and we, we encourage people um, to take advantage of, of the resources that we will have available. Can you share any more information on that, like where, when? Yeah, so this will be um, at 19th and Harney okay. um, at the AIM Exchange Building. So it's, it's located at 1911 Harney Street. It's a, it's a storefront um, location. Uh, there will be signage outside. Um, we will have a welcoming party at April 7th. Um, and so the community is definitely welcome to join us there. Uh, we will have a, a registration link that will be available on our website here in the next week. Wow, that's super cool. So you said audiovisual, journalism, social media, um, all kinds of stuff. So can anybody, I mean anybody, like any age? 
Well, you know, we do. They have to be eighteen and older okay. for now. Um, we will be expanding this instruction to high school students as well. Um, just have a few more hoops to jump through in order to make that happen. So, eighteen and older. Um, anyone 18 and older is a, is welcome to come. That's cool. Now, off the air, when we were talking, you said that you were going to have some kind of like a recording studio too available? Yeah. So there will be a podcast recording studio that will be available to rent. We'll also use this as a um, tool for instruction. So we will be teaching podcast um, development. We will have podcast development training available as well. Wow. That's incredible. That's really a gift to Omaha. Seriously. Well, we, we hope so. We hope that people will utilize it. We hope that we'll strengthen um, the pool of community journalists and, and their skill sets uh, will be strengthened in this space. Yeah, that's awesome. I might even have to sign up for a few classes. Come on down. <laughs> I will. So going back, looking at Omaha and all of our publications before noise. So I have read the World Herald. I've read everything else around here, and I think you're right. I think there was a lack of coverage of North Omaha. Sure, we got stories, but they were just really kind of run of the mill. So before this, though, do you remember any any stories or anybody ever writing or representing North Omaha? I know we've got the Omaha Star. Right. And they do a great job. Right. But I'm just wondering, like World Herald, anybody that you can think of, was there anybody doing this hard work before? You know, um, we were one of the first nonprofit newsrooms in Omaha. Um, and so especially the one of the first that we are one of the first, if not the first, to represent um, black Nebraskans um, through a nonprofit newsroom. And so yes and no. I mean, there's always been people who have taken an interest in North Omaha mm-hmm. and write stories periodically. Um, but in the, the way that we're doing it, no, um, we, we definitely, um, want to be the source for black news, um, for news, uh, about people of color. Um, we definitely want to make sure that we are the resource for, um, black health and, um, black wellness, um, as well as being a resource for, um, people to be civically engaged. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's one of our our main focuses is making sure that people are getting active in their communities and have the information to support um, that that work. And so we want to continue to be that resource. And I don't think that anyone prior um, has been doing it the same way that we are. I think you're right. And it's funny. I come from a long history in radio and various newsrooms, but I can't say I've ever worked in a nonprofit newsroom ever. Like those words together almost are like, wait, what? So how does that differ? I mean, are there certain rules or different things in a typical newsroom, do you think? or Well, I just think it strengthens journalistic integrity. Um, when you're in a for-profit business, you know, the the goal is to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, that means yep. that it, that's simply what it is. When yep. you're working in nonprofit, the goal is the service you're providing. Um, and so that's the difference. Um, it just strengthens journalistic integrity. That's awesome. That is so cool. Nonprofit newsroom. I like that. I'm going to have to come down and check this out. Please so do. cool. So now that you're the leader of Noise, what are your plans for the future? I don't even know if you've had a chance to think about it. But off the top of your head, do you see Noise going in any certain direction or any big plans coming at you? Or what do you think? Yeah, so we definitely want to be more visible in the community. So we will be moving into our headquarters 
um, which will be located on 40th and Hamilton at the um, previous Olympia Cycles building. And so that's being renovated by In Common. And so we'll occupy the top floor of that space. Um, And that will be where our headquarters is. We'll also have a much larger um, recording studio that will be available there as well. Um, And so that will continue some trainings over there as well. Um, And so that will be our North Omaha home. Nice. Um, And so we also want to bring this computer lab where we do journalism training in the future to North Omaha. And so we will be in the future looking for a location for a second um, computer lab where we will have these trainings uh, in journalism, audio, visual, web development, social media marketing. Cool. That is awesome. Congratulations on your new space. Thank you. Thank you. That's really exciting. Thank you. So with the future coming at us, and our nation is more divided than it's ever been, and I don't know how we're going to get back to being cohesive. I just don't. Mm -hmm. Has this division affected your news writing and the stories you cover? I'm guessing probably yes, and not in a good way. Oh, definitely. I think that we... um are more aware than ever of, you know, what are we sharing? I think that it, it continues to make our um, process a little bit more um, selective. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to make sure that we are not only sharing important news, but that we're being sensitive. Um, you know, we're not just bogging people down with unnecessary information. Uh, we want to cut cut that all out. We want, um, Emily Chen Newton once said that we... Um, the trusted work a journalist has to do is to give people the information that they need and cut out what is not. Um, and so we definitely want, we definitely take that more seriously these days. Yeah. And we definitely, um, we definitely are being careful with that and making sure that we're sharing important information mm-hmm. and we're, we're cutting out what, it, what will just continue to bring people down and divide. Um, right. That's it. Yeah. When I look at your website, I can tell there's no fluff. I mean, and I like that because who needs fluff right now? None of us need fluff ever. So it's great to go and get the stories and get it as they come out. When you all are writing stories for the future, thinking of the future, do you see any different coverage? Do you think any more expansion outside of Omaha or more state or? Yeah, so we definitely want to expand first our types of coverage. So we Mm -hmm. will be um, starting uh, in the spring. We will be offering um, more coverage on business and technology. Okay. Um, And so there will you'll see coverage on you know what is an NFT. You'll see coverage. (laughs) You'll see coverage on um, black entrepreneurs that are starting new businesses. Great. Um, You'll see more coverage. on new technology that's coming that's available, whether that be a new medical technology, whether that be a new uh, technology that will help advance uh, specific um, initiatives that support black people mm-hmm. and, and support people of color. Um, so there's there's so many possibilities in that business and tech space. So we will be doing that. We'll be partnering for some of the stories um, with Silicon Prairie News. Oh, um, great. And, and so we also will be doing more um, coverage um, that we continue to do with the reader and Flatwater Free Press as Good. well. Good, awesome. So I love that all of you are all working together because, and I'm I'm just this is my hypothesis. So the Omaha World Herald let everybody go right, and so we've got different pockets of people showing up, starting these digital presses and whatnot, right. which I think is great. Right, the more the merrier. Um, with that in mind, have you guys had anything nationally picked up 
any any of your stories go national or? So we we have national attention for some of our stories. So we actually wrote a story about the etymology of the word pig oh. um, for slang for the police. Okay. And so that gets a few thousand hits um, a week, wow. sometimes a day. Okay. Um, and so that's one of our stories that we know gets national attention. We show up very high in Google when you search slang pig for slang. Okay. Um, and so... Um, that's when we wrote in 2020, and so that's that. Well, that one continues to take off. If we ever want to put an ad, if you ever want to buy an ad on noise, you know, you might want to ask to put it on that, that right. page. Um, but so that's that's one. When we were dealing with the press credentials with the governor's office, that those stories were picked up nationally. Uh, we were also mentioned and interviewed by national publications, uh, including the Associated Press. That's amazing. Um, Congrats. And and USA Today was, yeah. that was shared with them as well, so that's that's yeah. huge. That, yeah, that's from great. from a TED talk to that, that's huge. That's amazing. So we only have a couple of minutes left. Is there anything else you want to share with us? How about? Well, I'll tell you really quick. Yeah. I, I I just want to remind you that here at Radio Talking Book, we've added noise. We're starting to read noise uh, with Flatwater Circus. And uh, Nebraska Sunrise News, because they're all digital, and we call it Nebraska Virtual Newsstand. So we've just added noise, and we're absolutely thrilled to have you part of our programming. We're statewide, so lots of folks are hearing that. So how about your website? How do we get a hold of you if we have stories or questions? What's your website and email and number? Yeah, for sure. So our website is noiseomaha.com. So you can visit us there. Um, If you want to pitch us a story, please pitch it to make. M-A-K-E at noiseomaha.com. Um, we check that email daily. There's also a, a, a input um, section on our website where you can also submit a story there as well. Great. Um, our social media is Noise Omaha um, on everything. And so you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, um you can find us soon. We will be expanding to Snapchat as well. So we'll have some Snapchat um, news stories as well um, later this year. Awesome. Well, Miles, it's been a pleasure. I wish we had more time. I'm so excited to watch where noise goes. Already you've created quite the impression here in Omaha and nationally. So congrats, and I'm really excited that we have you all doing this work. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for your support. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for joining us today. I'm Cammie Carlisle, and you've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. Thanks so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.